Thank you for listening to Right Jokes, Wrong Times. Today I was joined by Tony Casillas. You can follow him at Comedian Tony C, or you can listen to his podcast, Tony Talks To. We started the podcast with me telling him about a mishap I had with pizza right before the podcast. This is a testament to uh, old white people doing technology. <laughs> You're figuring it out, though. You're going to be hip and cool. I mean, I still like could message you like two hours from now, like, hey, bro, I completely fucked this up. Uh, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So don't speak too soon, please. <laughs> I'm ready to roll, man. You ready to go? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. I actually want to start by telling you, sorry, this might not be part of the podcast. I don't know why I asked that. Dude, right before this, uh, I was like, sweet. My wife made these little mini pizzas. Yeah. I fucking was eating it while I was standing over the toilet, obviously. Why over the toilet? <laughs> it, do- it doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, okay. And I dropped it into the toilet. <laughs> Uh, yeah. That was like five <laughs> minutes ago. So that happened in my life today. That's pretty, um, it's not bad. That's hard to explain, though. There's no good explanation for being in that scenario. Dude, I once uh, I once was in a, a McDonald's. Good start. Yeah. And I was taking a poop. And then I like, I, what was it? I like put my phone in my pocket afterwards after I wiped. I didn't put it in properly. And it just fell. <laughs> oh, shit no. Toilet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I looked at myself and I said, do we grab it or do we just say, dad, we I lost the phone? Yeah. Yeah. And I went with option number two because I was like, I'm not going to pull out a shit covered phone. Dude, that's like the millennial version of like the broken down car on the side of the road when it's just like <laughs> that car is way too shitty and it's just going to stay there. I, that's not my problem anymore. Send me yeah. the ticket. I'm not towing yeah. it. <laughs> that's funny. That's uh, funny. So let's get started, man. So I'm really Dude, excited. You better, to- you better put this in the intro. That's good. <laughs> Okay, I'll leave it in, man. Yeah. Dude, I'm excited to have you on because every time you're at the Tiger or wherever, if you come to fucking wherever Joey's mic was, <laughs> yeah. and you always have a good time wherever you're at. And I see you have a good time every time you get on stage. So I'm excited to see what joke you have of yours that works. So my favorite joke that I like to do, I I love uh, my pre-cum baby bit. <laughs> okay, so uh, if you don't mind me asking, if I could jump in a little bit, uh, how did you write this? So that bit is actually in a anomaly because i was at a mic at uh it's called the bearded monk in denton it's in this like little beer store sweet there weren't a lot of audience members this week so the comics just said fuck it we'll do set list if you don't know set list is where comics will write like three suggestions on a piece of paper and then before you go up you have to pull the piece of paper and then on stage you have to make up jokes based off those suggestions and it can be really tough but also it can be really fun and sometimes you get material out of it and for me one time like someone wrote Mm pre-cum on the piece of paper and I just started ranting based on imagine giving birth or having a kid with pre-cum and how pissed you would be and then I thought of an idea like I took a personal story about how my freshman year of college i thought i got a girl pregnant she was like i she was either she faking it or yeah she was lying right because she was like yeah I, I might be pregnant and i realized that night like i remember that night i was too drunk to finish wait okay wait up wait up so yeah percentage that you believe she was lying or she was faking oh it? it's oh i know it's 100 percent. i know it's 100 percent true 100 oh jesus christ yeah she told me it's fine she's doing all right she's got a mexican boyfriend and she's doing good i like the nationality to kind of just throw pepper that in i like that no no, no it's because she's I, i'm saying it i'm hispanic by the way ladies gentlemen it wasn't like a rate it wasn't like a trump like racial <laughs> attack i'm just saying she's like yeah she likes hispanic boys just like me dude <laughs> 
I love how weird everyone is about race right now. Oh, <laughs> like, it's so bad. I it's, love it, man. Dude, uh, it, I went even... to do my set and I was like, uh, I don't know if I should say a lot of my set. You know? <laughs> yeah. I was talking about uh, this comic and I was like, yeah, he's the Chinese comic. And they're like, <gasps> and I was like, I can say his nationality. He yeah, is it's Chinese. Nationality. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say like I didn't say oh it's that communist China <laughs> like I just <laughs> so that's how the pre come baby came about it pre came about yeah pre came about and it's just basically the whole premise of the bit is just basically about how pissed I was gonna be to have a kid and how I did, wasn't gonna like the kid right like the idea of me creating life without even feeling the pleasure of, of an orgasm <laughs> pissed me off and it, yeah it, it was just that that was a bit that just came randomly and it's been <laughs> uh, one of my favorites and it's it's one of my my strongest bits so I got lucky on that one. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. If you get lucky on a pre-come, man, I can't wait until you actually come in. I can't wait to see that bit. <laughs> I come in real life. <laughs> it's just that one time. This is like my favorite part of the show. I'm actually excited to see a joke of yours that you have that you thought would work on stage and didn't. <sighs> So I try to go after the Catholic Church. <laughs> and uh, like I had this bit. It was like during the time like this documentary came out about the Catholic Church. And I had this bit where it started off kind of just being like, oh, people are saying like priests are, are pedophiles. And I was like, yeah, it's true, though. But it's like, think about it. They give us wine. They have candles, you know, they sing songs like they know how to treat a boy right. <laughs> and then like. I, I don't know. I told a story about how when I was in communion, like there was a neighboring priest, like in the neighboring city. Oh, I already like this. You already know a neighboring priest from another city. Not not a good start no, to a story. I didn't, I didn't know him, but like he got in the news because he like diddled some kids. Oh, and my, my parents still made me go to like communion every day. And our priest was friends with them. And I'm just like, usually friends and friendships are built off of similar interests. Well, I don't know. I've seen our sets, Tony. I don't know if that's accurate. (laughs) No, but you know what I mean. It's a priesthood, I feel like. But uh, yeah, and it was just this whole bit about how the Catholic Church is shitty. And I I just don't think people wanted their faith disturbed by a 24-year-old boy who hasn't really... You know what I mean? I just I think... I think the bit there is so, there's something there but i think i need to age a little bit in comedy before i can go out and do it because yeah as somebody who went on a mormon mission at 19 yeah and tried to convert people to mormonism at 19 i completely understand where you're coming from that nobody wants to hear where the <laughs> fuck you're coming from at 19 years old trying to convert somebody where did you convert try to convert people where was your i was I was sent to Calgary, Canada. Oh, that's not... You got a good one. Yeah, dude. I I was sent to super rich areas. That's dope. Nobody wanted to hear my shit. Everybody was like, no, man, we have like high-speed internet, so... We watch porn. <laughs> yeah, no, like we're good in yeah, here. We're living a good life. Stay away from us, you mom. Dude, that's what I hate about door-to-door salesmen like now because I live in a house and like they'll come and I'm like, dude, I have the internet. Like whatever you're trying to sell, <laughs> I, like I could have found it. The irony, you were door-to-door selling religion. Yes. And now you're just like, oh, fucking leave me alone. Well, it's different because I was right, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I bet. Yeah. I'm going to be so pissed if, like, when the uh, the apocalypse happens and Jesus comes down and goes, <laughs> the Mormons were right. I'm going to, this is coming from an agnostic person. I'm just going to be like, Jesus Christ. Okay. Okay. Now, take my stance on that. I would be like, God damn it. <laughs> Why did I leave? <laughs> that's a big whoopsie. Yeah, that's like selling the New York Yankees, <laughs> yeah. like, right before they get, like, Babe Ruth. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm glad this is during the bad joke segment because one of my earliest jokes that I had was actually a altar boy joke. What was it? It was, uh, I only did it a few times, but it was, why do Catholic priests wear robes? Why? Because altar boys can hear a zipper a mile out. (laughs) Pretty good. I only did that a couple times because the whole room would just get super awkward. it's, It's a very like, it's not a bad joke. It really uh, isn't a bad it is a bad joke. It's not a no. It's not a bad joke. It's a. It has the beginning. It has the middle, and it has the punch. Like joke structure wise, <laughs> it's a good joke. But it's also it just feels like a straight joke. You know what I mean? Yeah. That feels like a joke. Like your uncle will tell you before he gives you wine and takes you into the closet and has his <laughs> way with you. Like that's the kind of joke. <laughs> so that's a lot of times that's the problem that I have is what I write is right up the. I like. I throw fastballs right down the middle of dad jokes of yeah. like people that are in their like 50s to 70s. I don't know why I do it. <laughs> like, I don't know how I do it, but it's fucking right down the middle every time, man. <laughs> That's- do you have like sets that you feel like when you go into a set, for example, in San Antonio, do you yeah. have a different set prepared for Dallas? Is there like a different vibe in San Antonio compared to Dallas? Um, I wouldn't say city to city, really, because... San Antonio and Dallas, it's still uh, Texas-y. But what I will do is I will look at the audience. And uh, if it's more like younger people, I think I'll pull out more like drunk and weed material versus if it's older people. I do it basically just based on the age of people in the crowd. Because, yeah, because sometimes you see some people and they're fucking old as shit. And I'm like, oh, I don't think my Uber material is going to fucking work. (laughs) I don't think they've ever ridden in an Uber. I mean, or... you probably you have to give them a ride home after the show, right? <laughs> yeah. So I don't really do it based off the city. I mainly just do it based off like the age range of the audience. Okay, that makes sense. I have suffered by not doing that a lot of times, I know for sure. So that makes sense. Read okay. the room. That's the <laughs> lesson. Yeah, I can't read though. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's going on right now. It's an election year. You have the Black Lives Matter movement. You have COVID. You have like literally like the apocalypse is happening, which as somebody who left Mormonism, when you see that, it's like, okay, well, let's see how this rides out. (laughs) Maybe they were right. I I hope people see that I actually uh, feel the way I feel coming out of this shit. Jesus. When everything hit a stop, I was in the middle of writing a few things on stage and everything that I thought was going really well and everything hit a grinding halt. You're able to now get back on stage. So I'm interested to hear what you're writing right now. Most of the stuff I've been doing on stage has been uh, older stuff because right. it's weird without the practice, like the open mics and stuff. Right. But there's a new bit I actually started. I, I thought of a different bit when you asked me to do this at first. And then I've been writing this new bit. So it's basically the idea 
uh, is, you know, when you're driving and someone's like recklessly driving. Yeah. Like they're always in a shitty car. It's like a 2008 yeah. like Toyota Camry. The guy is wearing an Affliction T-shirt. <laughs> he has a half sleeve tattoo, but it's only outlines because he couldn't <laughs> afford the whole thing yet. Right. Uh, he's he's listening to music that's like four years old. Like he he's just now found Kendrick Lamar's humble. <laughs> like just now. He's always like they're they're pop hits, but they're a little bit too late. My thing is that guy's an asshole because if that guy causes a wreck and uh, kills someone, it's like fuck you, dude. That person had something to live for. I know you <laughs> did it, but that person did. Right. Yeah. My thing is though, I'm okay <laughs> if like people in a Lamborghini recklessly drive because oh, yeah. yeah because if they hit me and kill me I know my family's gonna be okay financially yeah like they're gonna be sad at the funeral but then they're gonna get that check and see how big of a house they can get and they're just gonna be like well you know things sometimes just happen for a reason well and I don't mean to be vain but I don't want to be taken out by a Toyota Tercel <laughs> you know what I mean like, yeah. fuck that noise <laughs> exactly it's also a good story and also it's it's like uh, getting hit by a Lamborghini and them having to pay a settlement is the highest network I will ever get. <laughs> like yes. me dying will have get me a higher net worth than <laughs> me working my ass off until I'm 70. So my thing is just like, fuck it. Like I will... I will die a success story with money <laughs> in the bank because that's all that we care about as Americans. What is your net worth when you die? And I want to die a real American. Rick. <laughs> oh, on the side of the freeway, just, <laughs> just feeling the emissions on your face as you drain. <laughs> I love it because one of the first things that I ever wrote about was how I judge accidents on the side of the road by the cheaper car. Whoever has the cheaper car is guilty. I don't think you know how to drive because clearly you've landed into this terrible vehicle. <laughs> They're always shitty, man. Uh, yeah. Ones that drive terrible, it's always, there's like a skull on yep. the side of the door. They're just, it's just, what are we doing here, man? It's like, dude, I haven't seen a Caprice in 20 years. <laughs> and there it is going across seven lanes of traffic at once. Wow. Yeah. It really is a beautiful car. We're in a goddamn school zone. <laughs> Let's slow down, Chad. Fucking the liquor store will be open in 20 minutes. He's already it's got a uh, no mask bumper sticker on. <laughs> Dude, I really appreciate you being on with me today, dude. Oh, thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. Cool, man. Well, I'm going to hit stop and hope I did everything right and that I didn't waste your time. You did not waste my time. This was a good time, man. I'm coming to San Antonio soon, and me and Joey, we're going to hang out. I'll oh, hell you yeah. Up. We can all maybe like grab a beer or something. Absolutely. I am absolutely down for that, man. Okay. Fuck yeah. I'll, Thanks, uh, man. Yeah, talk to you soon, man.